0: Back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm your host, this podcast, Lane Frank. We're in episode 109. We're 109 episodes through, and I got action-packed episode planned for you. The Super Bowl is set. Eagles versus Chiefs. Novak Djokovic has won the Australian Open. We had a great week in college basketball. We had some good news in college football, MLB, NBA. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 109. Let's hop into it. We'll start episode 109, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. Luka Doncic goes for 53 points last night, the day of this recording. Obviously, Tuesday, but what a game that was by Luka Doncic. Are you a fan of seeing more 50-point games? We obviously saw Damian Lillard go for six the other night. Uh, just crazy stuff right here. Damian Lillard, I think he's third all-time on 60-point games. Then he goes Wilt Chamberlain, number one, by about a 50-point lead. Then Steph Curry, then Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard will be a Hall of Famer. We got a segment coming up about him later. He's balling out right now. Same with Luka Doncic. They still need to get more stars around him. That's my thoughts on Dallas Mavericks and Portland Trails Blazers. Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard. Let's move to the Los Angeles Lakers. Where we had a little bit of controversy on Friday night. LeBron James goes up against the... Uh, Boston Celtics Boston Celtics obviously the best team in the NBA Lakers are kind of rolling right now with Rui Hachimura and then you see LeBron get fouled not called at the buzzer he would have made it if he wasn't fouled probably should have been fouled would have made a free throw or both free throws to win the game didn't matter if he only had to make one but yeah Lakers got robbed they lose in overtime I think they let it a little bit go from them right there once they saw oh it's not a foul call they lost their minds and they couldn't stay focused on the rest of the game. They couldn't stay focused in overtime, kind of like in that 2018 NBA Finals when LeBron and uh, the Cavaliers, Jr Smith obviously makes the horrible play. They couldn't stay focused in overtime. They lost that game in overtime, kind of out to the Golden State Warriors. Kind of how this one played out. The Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers, currently sitting at 11 seed in the Western Conference. Right now, not so great. Lakers on the outside looking in. All Star weekend's coming up. Got great stuff going in the NBA. Stay tuned. More NBA content to come. Let's move right to the NFL. We had an awesome conference championship weekend the Philadelphia Eagles go up against San Francisco 49 up in Philadelphia no quarterback at all for the San Francisco 49ers third quarter in the game you see Brock Purdy tears UCL so even if the 49ers won that game he wouldn't have been able to play this week You probably would have honestly had to play with Jimmy Garoppolo because who knows Josh Johnson would have been healthy from a concussion by then so yeah say you have to play with Jimmy Garoppolo by then so you have no quarterback in this one Josh Johnson goes out by a concussion what a game by Hassan Redick, by the way. Again, both quarterbacks out of the game. But yeah, Hassan Redick, played really well in this one. A few sacks, a few tackles for loss. Great game by him. Eagles advancing to Super Bowl for the first time since 2018. They're kind of building something over here. They rebuilt twice. They made the Super Bowl twice. Can they win it twice? Stay tuned. Let's see. Kansas City Chiefs, everybody, obviously, they're resilient. They had a good game since the nine Bengals. Everybody says, referees this, referees that. They're not the ones who throw the interceptions. They're not the ones who get the unnecessary roughness at the end of the game. So that's my thoughts right there on that chiefs Bengals game. We're going to talk more about the NFL later on in the episode. Head coaching hires, we got Frank Reich going over to the Carolina Panthers. I hate this hire. I hate it so much. I think there were so many better offensive lines to get instead of Frank Gregg. I didn't think Frank Reich was an option. To be a head coach. So I don't like the decision at all. Steve Wilkes is out the way. So that's not even a good thing right there. Steve Wilkes is not going to be the defensive coordinator for the Panthers. Won't be the head coach, which he probably should have been. Head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Doesn't get the opportunity. Frank Reich heading over to the Carolina Panthers. Leave thoughts in the comment section. D'Amico Ryan's going over to Houston Texans. We saw Devin Broncos kind of make a big push for D'Amico at the end for the 49ers defensive coordinator. Couldn't get him. He's going over to his former team, Houston Texans, where he used to play for a bunch of years. D'Amico Ryan's going over to the Houston Texans. He'll be their third head coach. In three years, all defensive guys. Let's see how it goes. D.K. Ryan's heading over to the Houston Texans. Let's see what they do in his first big move. Sean Payton broke the NFL world today, going over to the Denver Broncos, as well as D.M.E.K. Ryan's again 15 minutes later. But yep, Sean Payton going over to the Denver Broncos. They're trading a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and more compensation to New Orleans Saints for Sean Payton. I like seeing coaches get trades. A little bit of an interesting aspect added to the game. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments section. For tennis, we obviously saw Novak Djokovic, the GOAT, Win the Australian Open. I think he might be the guard right now. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. That's part of the headlines this week. Now, scored sports scream. We haven't done the scored sports scream in a while. I think the last time we did it was on Dabo Swinney. But it's back after a little bit of a hiatus. Scored sports scream this week. Talk about it in the headlines. The referees in the NBA in the NFL. Let's start out in the NBA. You got LeBron James, Los Angeles Lakers going up against the Boston Celtics. Jason Tamp slaps LeBron James, should have won the game. LeBron makes the layup, not get fouled. Okay, LeBron misses the layup because he gets fouled. Should go to the line for one or two free throws, make one of them, win the game, go home happy, back to LA. But that's not what happened. They didn't call a foul. Obviously, Patrick Beverly comes out with the camera. That's one of the funniest moments I think I've seen in a while in sports. Patrick Beverly coming with the camera to center court to show the referee, Eric Luce, hey, this is the foul. This is a clear view of it. Gets technical, obviously. But yeah, a little bit of a funny thing right there. Patrick Beverly showing the foul. Obviously, clear foul. love the NBA Twitter Association. Kind of tweeted out at the end of the game. Obviously, we made a mistake. We proud ourselves as NBA referees. We plan to do better in the future, but be better. This is your marquee game of the night. On a Friday night, marquee game of the week. I think you have to do better than that, NBA. Do better than that. Make better decisions. I think you should be able to challenge if a foul even happened. Not if there was a foul call. Because in the NBA right now, the rule is you can challenge... If you think that the foul was not a foul, you can't challenge if you think there was a foul. So that's one thing right there in the NBA. should go both ways, which you have to wait and see on that. Kind of like how the NFL did it, pass interference. You can challenge if there was pass interference or if you think pass interference should get taken away. So yeah, NBA referees, you're getting ranted on right now. And now it's time for the NFL referees. First game, San Francisco 49ers vs. Philadelphia Eagles. 49ers weren't winning this game any possible way. But I think the refs robbed them of 17 points first one Devontae Smith catch on fourth down shouldn't have been a catch Eagles go on to score a touchdown next play given up by the 49ers so that takes seven points right there then you obviously got the touchdown after the punt they say it was roughing the punter I really think it was roughing the punter 49ers gets to the punter Bear Kern block it right there I don't think it was roughing the punter whatever they go out Score a touchdown a few plays later. Philadelphia Eagles, that's 14 points. And they got the Dre Greenlaw punch out right there. Going a little haymakers in there at the end. I don't think that's a necessary roughness. Whatever they called it, that's 17 points right there. And I think it was a 24-point win for the Philadelphia Eagles right there. So, obviously, four offense wasn't going to get in the groove this game. The defense kind of got robbed a little bit. Be better NFL referees. And then, obviously, in that chiefs Bengals game, Joseph O'side call, clear as day. But other calls, really questionable. Kansas City Chiefs, do they win this game if the referees fully aren't calling calls for them? I don't know. And I think this is becoming too much of a theme. In big games, referees being bad. You see Michigan TCU, referees are horrible going both ways in that game. That was my thoughts right there. That's by our Scored Sports screen this week. So last week on Top 5, we had my Top 5 NBA Hot Takes. Let's switch over to the college game right now. My Top 5 College basketball hot takes. Let's hop into it. And these is going to be number five. Five hot takes. A little bit of predictions. A little bit of hot takes. Let's hop into it. Number five, North Carolina. The team who made the National Championship last year blew a 15-point lead in that National Championship game to the winner, Kansas Jayhawks. They are struggling right now, but they're preseason number one. And Duke Blue Devils, obviously under first-year head coach John Shire, where they have some great games, some terrible games. They both will make runs in the play tournament. I think they both will make the Sweet 16. North Carolina has too many talented pieces. You have Caleb Love, amazing. R.J. Davis, amazing. Armando Bacot, amazing. I think the one missing piece was Brady Manic that they had last year. Obviously, he's gone now, but North Carolina still has Leaky Black. They still have a lot of great players. They're going to get healthier. They're going to do better. Pete Nance, great transfer for them. I think they're going to get healthy. Puff Johnson, he's getting healthy right now. They're going to make a run in the Sweet 16, not really showing their full potential right now like they did last season. Last season, North Carolina kind of struggled in the regular season. Then they showed their full potential and then to the Blake format making National Championship. So North Carolina and Duke Blue Devils will both make Final Four runs. Duke, so much talent in this team. When Derek Whitehead gets healthy, Tyrese Proctor catches fire, Jamie Roach gets healthy. I think this is a team to look out. These are two teams from the Carolina State of North Carolina to get ready for the NCAA Tournament. Two Blue Bloods that will make runs. The NCAA Tournament both make this Sweet 16. That's number five. Number four, Gonzaga Bulldogs are a team that are best built for the NCAA Tournament run. Yeah, Drew Timmy. He's been there before. This is his fourth NCAA tournament. He's made a national championship before. Yeah, Nelson, played great in NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, Hunter Solis. This is a very transfer-led squad, and I love that about this team. It's a team that will compete well in NCAA tournament. I know they're not doing great right now. I know they lost Loyola Marymount the other night on the road. So yeah, Gonzaga, not so great right now in their conference play, but they will win their conference still. Beat St. Mary's. That's a good rank win for you right there. Gonzaga, veteran squad, Team to look out for the NCAA tournament. I know they have some bad losses, but they also have some good wins. Look out for Gonzaga. They have wins over Kentucky, a few other teams. Gonzaga, team to look out for. I think they're best fit for an NCAA tournament run. Not to win the National Championship, maybe go to lead eight, final four, whatever it might be. Gonzaga, number four. Number three, the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball right now. You got Texas, top 10 team. You got Baylor, top 15 team, probably top 10 team once all said and done. Kansas State. Top 5 team right now. Iowa State, top 5 team. Kansas, top 5 team. This is an amazing Big 12 right now. I think Big 12 has been the best conference of basketball for the past 10 years or this entire century. You have so many Final Four teams. I think it's 15 right now this century. Crazy stuff right there. Obviously, you have the reigning national champions, Kansas Jayhawks to look out for. Big 12, best conference in basketball right now. Last two national champions coming out of Big 12, Baylor and Kansas. Big 12, best conference in basketball right now. No debate about it. Will they have another national champion this year, whether it's Kansas, Texas, whoever it might be, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, leave your answer in the comment section. That's number three. Number two, Alabama basketball, and I've said this before, they have the potential to be a Final Four team with the way they shoot. And they also have the potential to be a round of 32 exit, like we saw on Saturday in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Oklahoma, a team that will probably make that celebrate tournament, but then you kind of expect them maybe to squeak out of the round 64 and then lose in the round 32. Well, Oklahoma's a round of 32 team right now, and Alabama just got smoked by them so that's why I'm worried a little bit of an Auburn type of 2021-2022 team a team that had great early success on the season and then struggled that the big tournament I think that's what we're seeing out of Alabama and right now I love Brandon Miller I love Nate it's a well-coached team but you see in that Gonzaga game you see in this Oklahoma game you see in the UConn game this is a team that will catch fire but then they also will struggle leave your thoughts in the comment section on Alabama that's number two number one Arizona Wildcats will win the national championship this year. I love this squad. Courtney Ramey filled in great for Matic Mathurin. He left. Azulas Tubelas is playing as best as ever. Umar Ballo, amazing. This is just a great squad. Now, I didn't even mention Kirk Cresha in there. Very good. Veteran squad. Tommy Lloyd is going right here. Year two in Tempe. I love this squad right here. Arizona, number one. They're going to win the national championship. Does spot for top five this week. Now, did you know, this week's day knows, did you know, Novak Djokovic just won the Australian Open in his Australian Open ride from the first round, second round, third round, round 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, only dropped the one set in the second round. The whole entire tournament, he only dropped one set, and it happened in the second round. It was a tiebreak, also Novak Djokovic kind of the guy who really has the stereotype around him where he lets his opponent kind of get up early and then he comes back we've obviously seen it before I think he had a whole entire US Open run where he gave up the first set every single time every single round this format no nonsense by Novak Djokovic going through some great players Tommy Paul Andre Rublev Stefan Tsitsipas no nonsense I think he's the greatest player of all time right now Novak Djokovic might just be the goat right now he didn't give up a, a single set the entire Australian Open did you know that leave that in the comment section Okay, so the long lived debate in sport that everybody loves to talk about is who's the go to basketball? LeBron James, Michael Jordan, people like Sneaky Kobe Bryant in there. Old heads will say Larry Bird, some people will say Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, but it's really the two first names I mentioned LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And it's coming up even closer right now. LeBron James is very close to breaking the all time scoring record held by Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So let's break it down. Michael Jordan, obviously, is the championship advantage on LeBron James and MVP advantage. But for LeBron, he's the statistical advantage, stats advantage. He has, obviously, more points in his career. I think every game since his rookie season, he scored 10-plus points in the game, which is just wild right there. So LeBron James, obviously, has a stats advantage. I think if you're talking pure player, if you're going to play one-on-one, even though they're different positions, different body types, different sizes, I think LeBron James will win that game, both in their primes. Both in their primes. LeBron James still is playing like he's in his prime, Every other night, it seems like that. Because if he wants to, he can drop 45. If he wants to, he can drop 20 times. With Michael Jordan, it didn't really seem like that. LeBron James seemingly hasn't worked out yet, and I think that's what makes him... So I think when LeBron James, when he breaks it, not if, when he breaks it, this all-time scoring record, he will be the greatest player of all time, if he isn't already. I know people like Nick Wright like to say, oh, he won an all-time GOAT when he, was, when he beat the Warriors 3-1 2016 NBA Finals. I think it could have been started so right there. I think when he beat the Heat, that was also a thing right there. But LeBron James... Does more with less. Michael Jordan can't really say the same right now. So that's my thing. On LeBron James, I think he's the GOAT to basketball. But obviously the long-lived debate. When do you think LeBron James will break the scoring record? Next week? Never. A few seasons. Obviously that's not going to happen. I think it's definitely going to happen in the next few weeks. Leave your thoughts in comment section on that. That's about for LeBron James Spotlight this week. Alright, so let's call this the Damian Lillard Dilemma. Everybody for years has been saying, Damian Lillard, this is a guy who can be a top three player in the NBA, top five player in the NBA, make all-NBA first team, but he's always on a very decent Portland Blazers team. Not really a great team. If you put him on the Clippers, you put him on the Knicks, you put him on the Nets, you put him on Lakers, any other team, he's going to be dominant. He's going to win NBA championship, and he'll be awesome. I don't know how true that is. I think Damian Lillard is a guy where, I think he likes being surrounded by so many bad players. Not saying bad players, but decent, mediocre, not all-star type of players. CJ McCollum was never really a perennial all-star, even though you'd say he was a star player. That's my thing right there. Damon Lillard, I don't think he likes being surrounded by so many star players. He said it before in an interview, why would I want to go to a super team? I like playing against those guys. Maybe he likes playing against those guys because he likes having the ball in his hands, and he knows if he goes play with a Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, he's not going to get the ball in his hand 90% of the time. I think that's the thing with Damon Lillard right there. And I got a kind of a stat to prove how mediocre Pornichello bases have been and that they need a full on shakeup or Damon Lillard needs a shakeup. They're 12 and 12 in games where Damon Lillard isn't the main scorer. So it could be Yusuf Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons. I didn't really see any other names out there. But they're 12 and 12 in games where Damon Lillard is not the main scorer. And they're 12 and 13 in games where Damon Lillard is the main scorer. So that's 24 wins right there. Not so great. 24-26 straight out, Portland-12 bases are staying at 12-13 in games with Damon Lord is the main scorer. I know he's been dropping 60 a night, it seems like. He goes through streak like that every single year. But that's the thing with Damon Lord. Not too much basis to it. No real consistency. Injuries, this, that, playoff consistency. Okay, he makes less common response to get swept by the Warriors every year. That's no fun. I don't think he would be good on a good team. I don't think he'd be this dominant on a good team. Say like the Clippers, say like New York Knicks, even a decent team, Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Lakers, because he wants the ball in his hands every single play. And if he goes play with LeBron, that's not going to happen. So that's the thing with Damon Lillard. I don't think that's why he's a top 10 player of this whole generation. Maybe not top. Maybe he's top 10. Not top 5, though. That's my thoughts right there, Damian Lillard. The whole dilemma this team needs a shakeup. I love Shaden Sharp. I love Anthony Simons, but they got too many yards. Shaden Sharp is obviously a core centerpiece. But Yusuf Nurkic, not really a great center. I always thought the kind of shit entered the Steven Ams sweepstakes when they always happen. when he was gone from the Pelicans, when he was gone from the Thunder. It's over now because he's going to stay with Memphis Grizzlies for a while, it seems like. That's my thoughts right there with Damian Lillard. They never really found a perennial all-star, perennial big man to play with. But I don't know if it would have helped. Really interesting player. The most interesting player, complex player of my time, I'd say. That's the thoughts right there. Alright, so the period between college Championships and in the Super Bowl, is when it's draft time. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl, because I'm not tuning into the Pro Bowl. Maybe I'll tune into the Pro Bowl game, see some stuff, but the actual Pro Bowl is horrible, especially when I saw Tyler Huntley is going to be playing in the AFC as a third alternate. That's a little bit wild right there, because he's going to be the third quarterback for the AFC after Josh Allen dropped out. There were so many better choices, because you got Trevor Lawrence going there. Why not play Kenny Pickett over Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley had two touchdowns this year, but I digress. NFL mock draft. Let's hop into it. NFL draft season. This is where... It's awesome. This is my season. I love doing NFL Draft. It's probably my favorite thing to talk about. It's so awesome to see NFL Draft, watch the ESPN broadcast, whatever it might be. Watch the NFL Draft. Let's hop into it. Here's my top five buck draft we're only we're doing the first five picks right here. Let's hop into it. With the first overall pick, I think the Chicago Bears actually take Bryce Young. And here's why. I think this is be an elite blockbuster move for the Chicago Bears right here. Because you take Bryce Young, number one. You trade Justin Fields to the Houston Texans for the number two overall pick, and maybe the number 13 overall pick, so you get your franchise quarterback in Bryce Young, Justin Fields can still be a franchise quarterback, but I think Bryce Young will have a better NFL career, so you put all your chips into Bryce Young, you get the number two overall pick, and you take a perennial old pro, which I think will either be Jalen Carter, well Anderson, I'm going with Jalen Carter right here, so you own the first two picks in the NFL draft, then you take Bryce Young and Jalen Carter, Bears have a gift right here with this number one overall pick, they don't need to use it because they already have their quarterback. But I saw Warren Sapp said, oh, I think the Bears are going to get Bryce Young. That'd be awesome right there. I think this is the perfect move. Take Bryce Young, trade Justin Fields to the Texans, get the number two overall pick. Take Jalen Carter, maybe end up the number 13 overall pick also, and take Quinton Johnson at TCU. That'd be a gift right there. But yeah, this is the perfect move to have immediate success, kind of like that Cincinnati Bengals type of eyes. Jalen Hurts, Eagles type of eyes, if you want that right here. Ryan Poles, Chicago Bears. Matt Flus Chicago Bears. If you want that, let's do it right here. Those are the top two picks in that fall draft. That'd be blockbuster right there. That's what's perfect right there. Bryce Young, Jalen Carter, awesome defense player, awesome quarterback for years to come, one and two. Number three, Arizona Cardinals, third overall pick. I think they replaced J.J. Watt with Will Anderson Jr., who could be the next J.J. Watt. Awesome right here, not too much to talk about. Best player available, easy pick for the Arizona Cardinals. Will Anderson. Now, number four, Colts. I don't think they take quarterback because I think they get a quarterback in the free agent sweepstakes. Whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, someone else, I think they're going to get a quarterback in free agent. Maybe it's Jordan Love. That'd be fun right there. But with the fourth overall pick, they have a really good defense, but they're kind of missing that elite edge rusher right now. You have DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle. You have Shaquille Leonard, linebacker. You have Isaiah Wilson, Kenny Moore, a corner but you don't really have that elite edge rusher. I think Tyree Wilson, really raw guy at Texas Tech, he can fill that void for you right there. Number four, Colts take raw talent. Tyree Wilson, six foot six. This could be like the Trayvon Walker this year's NFL draft. Aiden Hutchinson. Number four, Colts take Tyree Wilson right here. And number five to round it out, Seattle Seahawks go with the wild card. They shock everyone, and they take C.J. Stroud. Stroud is the guy who needs to be on the bench for a year. Did Ohio State, came off the bench, played great. Gino Smith probably has one more good year left in him. So you have Gino Smith, a guy who can mentor C.J. Stroud. Say Gino gets eight, nine wins. That's good enough. Or he does terrible. Slot C.J. Stroud in there, whatever it might be. Take C.J. Stroud, number five, real pick. Set up your franchise for years to come outside of Pete Carroll era, outside of Gino Smith era, whatever it might be. Seahawks, take C.J. Stroud, number five. That's about it for my mock draft. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, it's the annual Question of the Day. Are you going to be watching the 2023 NFL Pro Bowl competition or the actual game? I have no clue how the Pro Bowl is being done this year. Is it flag football? I don't know. Leave your answer in the comment section. Maybe you know. Or how do you fix the Pro Bowl? Because I don't think it's fixable. Do you put mid midseason? Do you put at the end of the season? I just don't think players are in enough to the Pro Bowl. It can be fun for a guy like Tyreek Hill. Horrible for a guy like Joe Burrow. Tom Brady, he's never going to do it again, obviously, even if it has a great season. So that's about right there with the Pro Bowl. Are you gonna be watching it? How to fix it? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's the question of day this week. That's power for Squirt Sports and Lane Frank, Episode 109. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram for promos, awesome sports news and updates. Tune in right there. TikTok for obviously awesome content. Twitter for sports debates and so much more. Subscribe, rate, and view for the best. Sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 110. Stay tuned.